0: Simply Financial with Christopher Calandra, Certified Financial Planner, is an innovative, comprehensive, informative, and cutting edge podcast that discusses financial topics ranging from personal finance, economics, politics, and personal growth. Simply Financial will cover intriguing and thought provoking questions so that the listener can simply increase their financial IQ.
1: I am your host, Christopher Calandra. This is the Simply Financial podcast, and this is episode number 49 of season number two. So I came across some research recently about College 529 savings plans reaching some all-time highs. So I want to talk about some good news related to College 529 savings plans. I want to discuss and review their benefits and features. And then lastly, I want to cover some bad news regarding college funding. So the good news, get things off on a good foot. The research I read indicated that total investments in 529 plans reached an all-time high. Uh, We now have $328.9 billion in total assets in 529 plans. We have 13.6 million accounts, and the average account size has risen to $24,153,000, As of the first half of 2018. And what we see year after year is Americans embracing 529 plans as they try and help their children and grandchildren save for and fund college. And another piece of good news, and I've talked about this on previous episodes this year, the new tax law that came into effect on January 1st, 2018, expanded. The tax-free usage of the money. So as of January 1st, 2018, you're allowed up to $10,000 of tax-free withdrawals to fund private school tuition, including from elementary school all the way through high school. This is something that lots of families will use to their advantage if they are interested in sending their son or daughters to private school. So let's talk a little bit about the benefits and features of 529 plans. To begin with, there's a tremendous federal tax advantage. So if you put money in a 529 plan and then you see it grow and earn interest, you do not pay taxes on that earnings while it's in a 529 plan. The money will grow tax-deferred. That in and of itself is a powerful feature. But even better than that, When you're ready to take money out and it's a qualified withdrawal, you're using it for tuition, room, and board, that type of thing, the money will come out tax-free. You will not pay taxes on it. The child will not pay taxes on it. And that really is what makes the 529 plans so unbelievably attractive. In states that have an income tax, like the state of Connecticut, Many of those states offer a state income tax deduction for contributions to 529 plans, or at least 529 plans that are sponsored by that particular state. So many of my clients live in the state of Connecticut, which has a pretty healthy income tax liability. They offer a state income tax deduction up to $10,000 of contributions in any given year. So that's another nice benefit of the 529 plans. For clients of mine that live in states Like Florida, where there's no income tax deduction, that point is irrelevant. Another great feature of the 529 plans is high contribution limits. Per child, the limits are usually about $350,000. That, of course, is plenty large enough to accommodate most everyone's needs. Another great feature is unlimited participation. It is not something that's means-tested, so whether you make a little bit of money or a lot of money, anybody could participate in the 529 plan, take advantage of all the benefits, including the tax features, which, as I mentioned, are part of the most powerful aspect of the 529 plan platform. There's broad definition of qualified expense. When I'm sitting with parents or grandparents and they're interested in saving for their son or daughter or grandchildren, this is something I really want to impress upon them. A qualified expense, as per the 529 plan rules, is pretty expansive. So first off, the child does not need to attend full-time a four-year higher learning institution. I'm talking about college level now, not high school or middle school. But at the college level, which is where most of the money is earmarked to be spent on, your son or daughter could go to a two-year school, four-year school. They could be employed, employed, not employed. They could be attending as a full-time student or a part-time student. All of that counts. If they're not really going to school regularly, but rather taking one or two night classes or something like that, that counts. If you're attending some type of schooling and there's a required expense, like you have to buy a laptop, or if you're in technical school and you have to buy tools, or another example is if you're in culinary school and you need to buy knives, all of those would count as qualified expenses and the money would be able to withdraw on tax-free to be used towards those expenses. So you could be in, uh, in school full-time, part-time, four-year, two-year, public school, private school, could be religiously oriented or not, it doesn't matter. It's a very expansive definition of qualified expenses that entitle the owner to take the money out tax-free. There are lots of investment choices. So the various 529 plans that are available throughout all the states in the United States uh, offer the investor lots of choices in investments from a variety of different investment companies, including some of the best companies out there, the Hartford, American Funds, Vanguard, Fidelity, T. Rowe Price, John Hancock, and the list goes on. Lots of investment choices. Another benefit and feature of the 529 plans is the flexibility to change beneficiaries. So let's say, an example, someone has three grandchildren and they want to put money away and they divide the money up equally between the three grandchildren, but one of the three grandchildren decide not to go to school, or in another example, they get a full tuition, so they don't need any money. Um, You could move money from one of the grandchildren to another of the grandchildren without any tax problems. You could seamlessly move it amongst what's called beneficiary, the child who this money is meant to Receive the benefit is called the beneficiary in a 529 plan. And the point is that you could move money around from beneficiary to beneficiary, giving parents and grandparents an awful lot of flexibility. In speaking about grandparents especially, another feature which I don't think is used enough in the marketplace is accelerated gifting. So accelerated gifting. Before we talk about the accelerated part, in general, you should know that any person, regardless of age, could give to another person, regardless of age or relationship, $15,000 without any gift tax. It's easy. You could gift anyone $15,000. And if it's a married couple and they wanted to give money to, say, their son, um, the male, Father could give fifteen thousand. The mother could give fifteen thousand dollars for a total of thirty thousand. So that's just normal gifting. In the accelerated gifting, you could put five years worth of that fifteen thousand dollars in a five two nine plan for a grandchild and do that without any gift tax, without any complications. So you could put seventy five thousand dollars away for uh, a child in one fell swoop without any taxes. If it's a case where there's a grandma and a grandpa, it could be $150,000 per child. That's a pretty powerful way to help the next generation or the generation after that fund college. It's also a nice estate planning tool for families that are trying to avoid estate taxes and doing estate planning. This is often a tool that could be used to disperse monies to loved ones. So those are some of the benefits and features. Well, actually, I forgot one important one as I look down my notes. That is, when I set up a 529 plan for my daughter and then later on my son, I was the owner on the account and my daughter, Marissa, and then later Dominic was the beneficiary on each of their individual 529 plans. As the owner, I control the money. Even, the, even though the money is earmarked for Marissa and earmarked for Dominic, I control the money. I decide how much money comes out, when it comes out, I control the money. So let's just say, which is not the case, that my daughter decided not to go to college and was going to misbehave. I can't necessarily stop her from misbehaving, although I would like to, but what I can do is not release what was earmarked for her college education. I control the money. In fact, if I wanted to take the money back and not give it to my children for college or for any other use that they may want with the money, I could just take the money back and spend it if I want to. Now, there are negative aspects to that. If I take the money back and I don't use it for a qualified expense, that allows it to be withdrawn tax-free, I will, on an unqualified withdrawal, I will pay taxes on it, and it will be subject to a 10% penalty. The earnings will be subject to a 10% penalty. Now, that's not a great deal, but it's not the end of the world, and I like, and most of my clients and people I've spoken with over these many years, I think five to nine Plans came out in 1999, they love the fact that they could control the money. So, for real this time, that's the end of the benefits and features portion of the discussion. I do want to touch upon some of the bad news, at least in my opinion, the bad news, and that is according to a study done by T. Rowe Price, the major mutual fund complex, only 44% of parents are saving in 529 plans. So, as good as those previous numbers are with 13.6 million accounts, and almost $329 billion in assets, there's still an awful lot of families that are not participating in 529 plans. Now, some of those families, of course, may not be in a financial situation to take advantage of 529 plans, but the research shows that a lot of families don't know that 529 plans exist. So first and foremost, The financial services industry, financial advisors like me and advisory firms like Elliott Wealth Management Services must continue to get the messaging out there so parents and grandparents and families at least are aware of this great tool and then they can decide if and when and to what extent they want to take advantage of it. Another piece of bad news, and I know this firsthand with my daughter being a freshman in college and my son, Dominic, being a few years away from starting what I hope is his college career, is that overall, families with students in a four-year private school, and this is private school, spent almost $47,000 for the 2017 to 2018 year. That's an awful lot of money. That's a big, big number. And I recognize that public schools, by and large, are less Even though my daughter is not attending a public school, uh, I am a big fan of the public school system. In fact, I am a product of the uh, University of Connecticut uh, school system, and I think it did a great job for me. And the last piece of bad news is that the cost went up by 3.5%, so it was $47,000 in the 2017-2018 year. And that was up 3.5%. So we continue to see the cost of college tuition and other expenses grow. So a lot of good news. Americans are embracing 529 plans. And more and more families are using them in an efficient, tax-friendly way to help out their children and grandchildren. But there's still a long way to go. If you'd like to get more information about me and Elliott Wealth Management Services, I'd appreciate it if you'd go to our website, www.elliotwealth.com. You can get, again, more information about me and the rest of the team there. Please sign up for a no-cost consultation where we could discuss 529 plans and other areas that you might be interested in learning more about. At the website, you could also... Sign up for our monthly mailing list. And of course, I would really love it if you would subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't already, you could do it at the website. You could do it at iTunes, Stitcher, and other podcast platforms. I would love to grow my subscriber base. So please help me out. Thank you much. I will be back with you on an episode of the Simply Financial podcast very soon.
0: The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of Sage Point Financial Incorporated and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Please note, the information being provided is strictly as a courtesy. When you link to any of the websites provided here, you are leaving this website. We make no representation as to the completeness or accuracy of the information provided at these websites, nor is the company liable for any direct or indirect technical or system issues or any consequences arising out of your access to your use of third-party technologies, websites, information, and programs made available through this website. When you access one of these websites, you are leaving our website and assume total responsibility and risk for your use of the websites you are linking to. Securities and advisory services are offered through Sage Point Financial Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC, insurance services offered through Elliott Wealth Management, LLC, not affiliated with Sage Point Financial. I won't be put in line cause I'm ready to do my time. Simply Financial is part of the Xvaudio Podcast Network. You can find Xvaudio Podcasts at xvadio.com slash podcast, the Apple Podcasts app, iTunes Store, iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you find podcasts. So join us and stay informed and entertained.